0: Okay, we are recording. So I am here with Man- Manuel Post and Mark LeFever. Did I say that right? Okay. So Mark, take it away.
1: Sure. So you know, I I had heard your talk with uh, Dr. John Verviki about the parabolic way of knowing, and I sort of you know he had this argument against what you were saying, and I, I sort of. It was like oh that's that's strange, and then we were working on the four types of knowing independently, and sort of the approach we're using in this reverse engineering approach, right? So we're looking at the problems and going well, you know, someone like me who isn't in a meaning crisis doesn't isn't particularly religious, but you know doesn't have those issues. So what did I do to make sure that I didn't fall into this very you know large hole, right? To some extent, and so I, I had some ideas, right? But but before I never even had the language, right? And then John's given us this wonderful language and this this sort of science around meaning and how to understand it. And so, as we were thinking about this and working on it and and working away at it, and then John was talking more about the four types of knowing and and you know he was saying, well, you know, perspectival's wrapped up in everything, and and we were sort of thinking, yeah, but you know, what are we missing? What what connections? are we making in the world that aren't expressed? And why aren't they expressed? And then when we started to look at the model, and uh, there's a, a lot of folks like Struon uh, who have this idea that it's left versus right hemisphere, and it's particle versus wave. And I was thinking of it in terms of signaling, right? So you have a signal on one side, you have a signal on the other side, and there's sampling types of signals. Discrete signaling and continuous signaling, and that's roughly particle and wave. And I was like well that's weird because that kind of fits with Struan's work and some of this other stuff that people have talked about in the space and then I thought well what's missing you know from from the 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 system overall and I I I came across this idea that you know really you've got the propositional and the procedural and you kind of need them both to do anything right like propositions by themselves don't really get you very far but propositions with procedures you can do a lot with that that's kind of You know, sciencey, right? That's the, and then I thought, you know, my conception of procedural is basically logic, rationality, and reason. Those are the three things, those are the three core elements behind that way of knowing from my perspective. And that really just tells you how to build paths through a bunch of propositions. And I was like, well, that's a navigational tool, right? So you've got something that kind of sets the movement or the stage, and then you've got something that sets how to go through it. But you really don't have that on the other side, right? You've got the participatory which tells you how to move in the world, but not you know, it doesn't give you a goal or or a way to know this is a good movement, and that's a bad movement. Those are kind of like navigational tools. So we came up with uh, you know this took us weeks, by the way. This is a lot of work from a lot of people, but we came up with the concept that you know it's it's not stories but pieces of stories, not even parables, but pieces of parables that, that sort of enable you to participate in a meaningful way, right? That's, and, and you know that because something's giving you feedback, that, that a positive feedback system that says, oh, this is the right type of participation for you to have with the world right so it's the right type of connection in some sense between maybe yeah where you are and where you're going and then you form that connection from these little parable pieces but but they sort of you know they act like little wormholes right like they 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 bring you from here and then they there's a decision point and you can go this way or that way or that way unlike say something like procedural where if you start at the same point you have the same propositions you're going to end at the same place every time in the parabolic we were thinking no you're not going to end up at the same place you're going to have a bunch of choices and those choices are going to be discernible because you have a limited number of decisions that you can understand so it's not an infinite number of decisions so and it doesn't really matter necessarily where you start from because you might have more than one starting point you'll have like a nexus point inside the inside the group of parable fragments that you choose and then you can go either way and the way we arrived at that specifically was we were we were looking at at tarot the tarot cards one night and we're like oh what the hell you know it's it's i'm tired it's late at night let's let's all look at the tarot cards and then we're sitting there doing a tarot thing and like wait a minute all of these things are like pieces that you can use to build a narrative from right right so what you're doing in tarot is you're putting down these cards in a pattern and then you're using the relationship of the of the pattern to string together pieces of parables like baby narratives right or pieces of right. narratives and then you're building a story out of that that relates to a person's life whether it's your own life or if you're doing a reading for somebody else it's their life and so in many ways that's kind of to me the opposite we were just uh discussing this uh, earlier today that's kind of the opposite of what a worldview from something like the bible gives you because there the stories are set and you relate those existing stories to your life right in tarot your life is set and you're relating the pieces and building the narrative up instead of having it imposed on you
0: okay so um so you came at this from a very different way than i than i came at it i came at it by i was paying a lot of attention to john's four ways of knowing and then i i i found a i I felt that that i found a hole in it okay um and um reminds me of the little song you know the little children's song about there's a hole in the bucket Mm. yeah but we got to be careful that we don't go all the way around the whole song and then end up back at the hole right (laughs) which is what happens happens in that little song so, um, so I thought that I found a hole because, and I thought, okay, I having raised some children and seeing how children are navigating in the world and in, in relationships and how they're discovering them and how that they're they're taking and they're imposing the relationships on things, like I said to him with the family family relationships and the silverware, and also with my little girls with when they said that all all dogs are boys and all cats are girls, you know, that stuff. And, um, and so I thought if I think that I was not talking, I think when John, John and I were having the conversation, he kind of couldn't get out. He couldn't get kind of past those statements. Because I didn't want to focus on the statements. I wanted to know, they already know something. They're knowing something already and then what they're knowing is coming out in them saying this, or in them, um, you know, in the child taking a silverware and pretending it's a family. The child already knows something, and I couldn't see in his scheme of the four ways of knowing what it was that the child knew. And then he basically said that it was propositions. But that I didn't find that to be completely satisfying that it was that what they were expressing was a propositional n- knowledge, although I can acknowledge that you can have propositional knowledge before you're able to express it you know I think that's that's true, but that didn't seem to be what the child has to me it was the reason I called it parabolic is that it seems like the child is seeing a pattern of relationships here and then imposing that structure of the relationships there okay i'm very interested in the deep continuity stuff though because i don't know if you saw my video about um about the different levels of movement or of of responses to the environment that i did
1: no i don't think i caught that one
0: that was the first one i think that was the first one that i actually did um in response to john's stuff but i talked about you know um you know that the f- the first initial organisms movement is this basic response to um comfort or discomfort you know moving according to that and then i went up different levels of responses that organisms have and i ended up at you know awe and horror and that Mm. so i kind of building a structural ladder with positive and negative on on either side at different levels and um john really liked that video um so I'm, i'm very impressed by the deep continuity stuff and i kind of say I believe that there's a deep continuity. Now, I come at that from a Christian standpoint, so let me just say how I see the deep continuity. Um, E.F. Schumacher is a, more was um, a Catholic um, philosopher and distributist, <laughs> distributist economist too. He wrote a book called um, e- e- Economics as if People Mattered." And he also wrote something called the guide for the perplexed but he just talked about the great chain of being and he talked about this is this was I uh, did you see john's conversation with Jordan Hall that involved the great chain of being.
1: I saw part of it. Yeah. Okay,
0: so the, they, they talked about the fact that when you as you move up, you don't lose the structures that underneath right right. Okay, but Schumacher said that it's, it that goes beyond that. It's not just that you don't lose the structures underneath, but that at each level, the upper level is actually drawing. It's not just so. It's not just emergent. It's also that the lower level is being drawn up. So that, for example, microbial life is actually bringing minerals into its own life, right? And then if you understand how plants operate, because we used to think that plants' roots were just straws that they sent down into into the soil and sucked up nutrients, and we now know that's not true at all. The plants send exudates into the soil and they call the soil life to them to feed them. So they draw the soil life into their life. And then of course animals draw that plant life up into their life and then human beings we work through the whole chain you know drawing it up into our life and and what schumacher said is that it is though the entire structure of being is like a point it's like an arrow pointing up leaving us with the question is there someone above us who is drawing us into his life mm. so yeah. so um so that's that's why the deep continuity stuff really resonates with me a lot that john is talking about well if that's true then what is the what would you say then the relevance realization has to be going all the way down i'm not going to do like jp marceau and put it into the pencil but you know it's got to be going all the way down what's relevant to a paramecium right I mean, a paramecium has to find some things relevant and other things not. Right. So anyway, that's kind of where I started thinking about it. Wanting to make the connection all the way down.
2: Mm. I, I think that has to do with life, right? Like if, if you're living, you, you need stuff. So you're, you're automatically going to draw things into you. That's, that's part of being alive.
0: Right. But you have to, But you have to know what things to draw. Uh, You're not just, you know, living things are not just randomly drawing things into them. They're drawing certain things, right? And that gets to your whole decision tree thing, right?
2: Well, right. yeah, it depends who's making the decision, right? You can have evolution make the decision, right? But yeah,
0: well, but in in the kind of like at the moment, at the very moment, it's it's like i don't i don't know if i would say evolution makes the decision i'd say evolution it sets the frame right? right
2: yeah evolution sets the frame right like it's the rules of the game right and then within the rules the organism uh fulfills its function right so yes right like the organism has to do work within the rules that it has to to operate
1: Right. right. And then it needs to make those connections, right? Connections. Those connections right. are important. And it's the connections. So, in some ways, I suspect, although I don't know, obviously, I suspect that the difference is that the connections in the parabolic way of knowing are to some extent invariant, right? So, when you change frames, when you change perspectives, that rule of connection still works can you give right. me an example so I, I mean this is the 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 yeah the best example of the are are something like the the parables in the bible right because they're applicable you know to a bunch of different situations right and there's two there's two reasons for that right one is usually there's more than one thing that you can see coming from the result of the first step that you take or something, right? Like, you usually have options along the path, right? Or, or things that are in the, explained in the story that you can go, oh, well, I know where that might go, so maybe I'll avoid that, right? And that reduces your, again, this is all about combinatorial explosion, right? That, that would reduce your combinatorial explosion. But as you go through life, the same parables seem to have a different meaning to you or a different utility, right? even though nothing's changed in the parable, but you have changed, right? Your situation has changed. So when you think about uh, things like uh, uh, children's fairy tales, for example, all of those rules in children's fairy tales, even though they're for children, are still true, right? They're still applicable when you're an adult, right? You know, it just, for children the woods are a scary place and they should be careful because they get a giddy right especially right. back in the day when those right and then as you're an adult that's the
0: should not go walking by themselves with red hoods in the woods right
1: right well and, and the reds in there right which is right. sick right there's all these little things that hide in there right that are symbols of, of other of other problems but that's what Trusting I mean
2: strangers like, <laughs>
1: right there's, There's all of these little messages in there and it's, but it's not that when you're adults, when you become an adult, it's okay to go in the woods, right? It's just that now you know what to watch out for. Well, you have to watch out for wolves. Well, how do you know you have to watch out for wolves? Well, because it's in the story, right? So, you know, and and that people can fool you, right? That's in the story, right? All these things are in these stories and the way they get interpreted through time is a little bit different, but the pattern is still there. Right. right it may it may get safer for you to go in the woods when you get older but it's still not as safe as staying at home like it doesn't matter how old you are going outside is dangerous it's more right, dangerous exactly. when you're alone and you're a child
2: and and now he just made the, the distinction right oh the woods is outside instead of just the woods right and then we're making more and more associative uh connections for the same story and that's that's because we, we can see the analogy between things right uh, Um,
0: but here's one thing that i think that you guys did with the word parabolic is that you immediately related parabolic to parables which it does relate but i had a more i think expansive idea of the word parabolic which just had to do with this idea of throwing together you know so parabolic would include metaphor it would include analogy it would include what you're saying the application of stories but it would also include like i said in my video the lion cub watching the mother kill an animal and then imitating right because Mm -hmm. because that is also parabolic the lion cub has to throw together its own actions and its own um you know something that it's going to hunt with what it saw its mother doing it's imitating i mean lions learn cats learn from adult cat kittens learn from adult cats how to hunt um you know once you get up to i think like the level of birds now you've got animals that are learning from other animals right right so they're learning The learning in, has to involve some kind of parabolic knowledge. So this is going way down through the animal, ki- animal kingdom, and it can't be just on the level of nar- narrative stories that right. humans tell. It's gotta go lower and deeper than that. And that's why I went into the idea of the prepositions being at the at the bottom. Be, the prepositions being that and that gets into your point about the orientation or the navigation and the connections, right? And um, I don't know John said he wants to talk to me about this. <laughs> um, he's I'm sure he's got all kinds of great objections to what I'm saying, but um, but I can you see the connection between prepositions and and analogies? did you get that yeah. from what i said in my video
1: yeah i saw your prepositions video and i wasn't as convinced by that only because that seemed like where john would have had a reasonable argument to say the reason why you think that is because of the constraints of language so i i think that that might be correct maybe not well, but, that, but, but let, then, me ask, let me
0: ask you this then mm-hmm. let me ask you this then. okay Let's go back. Let's go beyond past something that has language. Let's talk about that lion cub. Okay. That lion cub has to imitate these actions of the mother. Now, if we're to describe them, we're going to describe them with language. We're going to say, leap up on this animal, you know, tear its throat out, knock it down, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, the the lion cub could never express that in language of course we're expressing it in language but that's not that's not a limitation of the language because the language comes out of these operations these physical operations we right. we have a whole set of words to describe relationships Right, and they're not propositions; they're prepositions.
1: Right, right. So, uh, but I wonder if what you're sort of catching on to is just one second. Let me.
0: um, I gotta close something out here. Okay. (laughs) Right, we're good.
1: Yeah. So, I I wonder if what you're catching on to is sort of, and in some ways, I I regret using parabolic, right, because it's being seen as parables, and it's like uh we we're, were symbols metaphors and parable fragments that's what we think it is or something like that right so and maybe you can throw analogy in there but i think i think that's what you're catching on to is that maybe those things are prepositions those are the things that belong in the parabolic or something right or that's the closest language expression to the pieces that are that are available in that way of knowing that get put together in the patterns that that then the patterns get put together into larger and larger structures
2: uh, uh,
1: up up the stack, so to speak.
0: Right, and it may be it may be, and I think this is what John is going to say. It may be that what we're talking about is is the machinery of relevance realization. It may be.
1: Yeah, I. But think, I, but I yeah. don't
0: know. I don't yeah. know because he hasn't described it in this way because it because the argument i made to him was that that it collapses the combinatorially explosive nature of the differences right so like the little child with the silverware who says who calls the knife daddy and the fork mommy and the spoon baby and i said you know there is there's a combinatorially explosive number of ways that the silverware is unlike and also like the family but she right. looks at it and instantly collapses it right right
1: but you
0: but so what is it and see what is it it's it's the relate. it's the relationship so when she puts them together and looks at them she's looking at their relationship with one another And then she's making a connection to the relationship of her family members to one another. But again, those relationships can all be described in terms of prepositions, right? Like the daddy with the mommy with the baby. You
2: know. Oh yeah, that 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 would be our first understanding of them, right? Because that that would be the way we articulate them, and that's the way we think of knowing things, like that we can articulate them. So, yeah, but I think but even I, before I, I, you
0: I, articulate, you, a baby knows it's with its mommy before it can say, "I'm with my mommy."
2: Yes, yes, I I agree, right? So I think the thing that was missing in your stories is is we need to af- affirm the connection right we can make many symbolic connections between things right like like prevakey talks about this when you sit in your room and you just let your awareness spread you start seeing all of these connections in the room that you never thought would be there right like it's 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 potential right but then we have to choose like okay i'm gonna pay attention to this connection. And then this connection is real for me for some reason, right? So you need to affirm it, right? You need to say, yes, this, this is one. And then, then you start making it stronger, making it stronger, right? And then, and then when, when we say, right, with the circle and the square, the example is like, so apparently humans naturally gravitate to making that association and finding it meaningful, right? So the meaningfulness is, a necessary component to, to making that structure. And uh, yeah, and w- w- when you start doing that, then you you can see how that, those two things together, like collapse the relevance realization and, and, and yeah. And then when you ritualistically keep making that association, right? Everything you, every time you look at mom and dad during the dinner, you look at your spoon and you're doing the game, right? And then you, you grow and grow the associations and maybe you, you start using it on other families as well. Like, Oh, look, it works there as well. Right? And then you start building this system of associations and, and, and that doesn't have to be in language, right? Like it can be pre, free language. Like, so right. yeah, you're, you're completely right there. Yeah, and, that, and that, that I think
1: is the key though, right? Is that what we're really talking about, when we're talking about these prepositions like baby with mommy, is we're talking about this pattern that exists right yeah. this connection right and then john sometimes has collapsed religio to connection right but this is where the connection is between these things and then that connection gets moved right because it's it's invariant in some sense and then that is the that is sort of what we're talking about is that you're making these associations some of them come through mimicry and observation and some of them come maybe innate we don't know right i mean john's opened the door for that so If the door's open, I'll take it. Um, If we have some types of knowing that are sort of innate that we start out with or bootstrap with or something, would be the computer term, right? Um, Then then fair enough. Like maybe we have some basic structures already built in, and then the minute we get language, we can express them, and how we express them is prepositions. But it's really just an expression of the pieces inside the parabolic, right? Which is the connection based navigation system for participation in the world. i I
0: like that i like the idea of connection so like in in um like if john like john has this thing where you know he says like the propositional is knowing that um the procedural is knowing how so the what kind of knowing would we say the parabolic is we would say it's knowing by connection right
1: yeah something like that right it's 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 understanding the relation it's knowing by relationship
0: knowing by relationship or knowing Right, but knowing. but
1: you're not knowing by relationship. You're knowing our relationship and then you're applying it all over the place Okay, so it's sort of inverted in some sense, right? It's not you're not knowing by only by the relationship. You're knowing the relationship and the relationship applies in Multiple circumstances and then so you're taking that and trying to apply it all over the place And so you can imagine that uh, that for a child, the relationship between in the family unit is so basic that it 's always going to put that pattern on everything else because that pattern is there in its right. life in the beginning it's so strong right and then it can't imagine like when your ch- when a child first comes comes to and meets their first friend whose parents are divorced right they 're just perplexed by this absolutely like what like i don 't understand right if they't right. if they don't have divorced parents they don 't Literally don't understand what that means, right? because how can they? They've got this pattern and it's stable for them. So, and I've seen that before because my parents were divorced. So, like, I would tell people, "Oh, my parents divorced," and they're like, "What? Well, what the heck is that?" You know. So yeah, they, they, some some people don't know because that pattern is there, but the pattern's what they understand, and then they're just applying the pattern all over the place, right? And it's it's interesting too because like you see a, like an old Volkswagen Beetle, and you're like, "That's a girl car." it's like wait a minute why you know there's all these little things that we do these assignments on and they're 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 absurd right in some sense but it's like well why are we doing those assignments that's very very strange and and that's that I think is core to this whole idea of parabolic is that it's these relationship assignments that we're making that we're trying to apply and sometimes incorrectly because that's what we do with knowledge we apply it incorrectly until we get the right application. And it's the right application that is the relevance realization, right? That's when everything sort of stacks up for you. But the the advantage you get from baby patterns or pattern fragments or something is that you know that from wherever you're starting, and maybe they have multiple entry points and multiple exit points, but you know that once you're in them, you have to stay there for some time
0: Explain that part to me.
1: So for example, if you're if you're if you're if you're trying to work out how to behave around another family, right? So that you go to somebody else's house, they have a family, right? There's certain patterns that families follow. One of them would be I don't know if you saw the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding.
0: Um I've seen pieces of it.
1: Yeah, it's a a basically what
0: it's about. Yeah.
1: The delightful movie, but basically it's a bunch of stereotypes about a tight Greek family. And it's very funny because I I know a bunch of I'm part Greek myself, but I know a bunch of people with families like that, having grown up around Boston, where you know we had the Irish neighborhoods and the Italian neighborhoods and the Greek neighborhood, like we had all that. Right. And then the 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 Irish people would say the same thing. Oh, my family's just like that. The pieces were different. But the pattern was exactly the same. Large family, right? The they have the kooky kooky uncle type, right? The 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 father was always kind of weird, right? The the Windex and the, all those strange things, and yeah, and and so you see that that pattern replicated. But when you're going into a new family, suppose you're from a small family like I was, and you go into one of these homes with like all the generations and stuff, and you're kind of not used to that because you grew up kind of like mommy, daddy, and me sort of thing, then how do you know how to relate to that, right? Because you don't have all those extra connections. Like, how do you relate to somebody else's uncle, for example, it's not clear to me. Can't treat them as a friend, they're not a friend, right? You can't treat them with the respect that say you treat the parents with, right? Because it's a little bit less, because it's the parents that are, that that have the most immediate connection to you, right? So like, you don't know how to navigate that situation because the pattern's unfamiliar to you, right? So until you get the feel for the pattern, Right. And then, of course, you know, your friend is like, oh, that's just my crazy Uncle Joe. Don't mind him. He says crazy things all the time. Right. And you're Hi. like, oh, what's that all about? Then why is he here? Right. Why is he part of this unit? We, we don't have a unit like that in my, where I live. Right. So, yeah, it's hard to get a sense for that pattern. But then once you have that pattern, you can see it in other places because it's recurrent. Like all the Italians that I knew were like my big fat Greek wedding. That's my family. Only different stuff. Right. Different stuff. Not the Greek okay. stuff, the Italian stuff, right but the the pattern was the same and and it's really all large families pretty much that you know people that grow up with three generations or whatever in the same house they they all seem to follow that or even just a tight-knit family so I had some family members who they moved out right but their big family when they went over there, you know uh uh uh, french canadians right so they all had a billion kids so you know it 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 was just a huge family and they'd all get together and it'd be enormous party right and then there'd be little factions infighting and all this weird stuff as big families have right so but but understanding that pattern like for me it was very hard because my my family was like oh we gotta get away from these uh crazy catholic church right they were traumatized by the church like so many people were and yeah, you know, they had catholic school upbringing in the whole nine yards and now they're like ah oh, we got to stay away from this but then when they go to interact in in these large families they actually had the navigation skills and i didn't because i wasn't interacting with the family regularly enough at least not with the extended family so when i went over people's houses that had extended families i didn't quite know what to make of it i was like what, what are all these weird patterns like why are there more people here than like you, me, and your parents. like That, that alone is like, yeah, what, what is going on with this? So that's the sort of patterning that, that is a type of knowledge that you can use to apply in the world and participate in it. How do you participate with, with a family? Oh, well, there's a pattern to it. right? Here's how you participate with the male who's running the household. Here's how you participate with the mother who does all the actual work. right? And then you know, here's how you participate with the children. Here's what you do with a baby those are all pat like we all know what to do with the baby baby comes on and smiles you smile back right like that's but but I like I personally don't smile at anybody because I don't you know I I'm all maladjusted to the world but I always smile to babies always always smile to kids adults not so much so it's weird right it's kind of being grown right or ingrained to us right this whole idea of smiling at babies. Uh, Jordan Peterson talked about that a few times, right? And so where does all that come from? Those are relationships, right, or pieces pieces of of, of structure that you know to apply and that you have an appropriate application for. And then you can sort of, I don't know, to use John's terminology, exact them, right? Well, smiling, When else do you smile? Not when babies, but during jokes, during, right? So you have all these, you can reconnect that pattern, in other appropriate places and and just keep applying it, right?
0: Okay, so how would, how do you think then that, so when John was talking to you guys on the Discord um, Q&A, he was talking about that he might not have thoroughly um, explicated how all of the different ways of knowing were connected right mm-hmm. and he wanted to be very clear that um their relationship was not one of um like dependence you know but that they 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 reinforce one another they work together things like that they well I, I actually
2: think he wanted to make the claim that they were dependent ontologically
0: that they were what
2: they were ontologically dependent
1: yeah that was
0: his yeah i guess so, so. yeah that they were dependent they were dependent on each other that but right. that they that they're interacting with each other all the time that yes. um that you can't um you kind of you don't have one without the others really okay right um so so where would you put the parabolic into the into the structure of all of them like let's go back to your go back to your uh, your thing about the family okay so you think about walking into a new structure like this and having to figure out how to relate to all of the different people right right well okay so i think it i think it would be parabolic in the sense that to some extent you're going to be imitating Right, you're gonna be imitating your friend. It's that's gonna show you how to behave. So you're gonna imitate. That's parabolic because you're imitating. Right. Right.
1: You're looking for the patterns in others that you can reproduce yourself to to get the right participation, right? So I I, yeah, I don't I don't know why that would be uh, controversial, right? We're definitely when you're imitating, you're imitating a pattern or some kind of structure that that you can then reuse and maybe it gets exacted, right? It, it, it probably should, right? But fr- part of the thing that informed us as to the changes that we thought we, we would need to do the thing, the magic that we're about to do, hopefully, if, if we're very, very lucky and, and fortune <laughs> smiles upon us, right? Because yeah, we're wading in waters that are impossibly deep in some sense, right? But, but what we had to do was move the perspectival to something more primal in a sense. Because John had already mentioned that the perspectival is very wrapped up in these other types of knowing. And so we want to put the perspectival as something more basic than a way of knowing. Right?
0: And well, that's sort of perspe- part of our changes. Okay, so the perspectival, the perspectival is the here, is the here nowness, ness Right? Here now. The sense of being here now and from well, and baby. from from the here i can look to the there because he says the perspectival is involved with the um aspirational right so from the here i can look to the there from the now i can look to the then. but to me the, the difference between that and the parabolic would be that the parabolic is not not my here now. But if I look over there and I see that there and that other there and I see how they are connected. Does that make sense right. what I just said?
1: Yeah, I think that's deeply true, right? So our thing about the perspectival <laughs> is that you can't boil it down to here and now. I, I don't think that's even possible because it's the you need to be able to adopt other people's perspectives that's not a here and now thing right that's a there thing and then you need to project into the future that's not a now thing that's a future thing right and then one of the things you can do in psychotherapy or or some type of i think it's psychotherapy whatever i I don't like psychiatry and i hate that whole field so (laughs) i'm not good with the language but basically one of the things they do is they go back and change your perception of your own past, right? Peterson talks about this a bit, right? You can change how you related to a past event. So you're not changing the facts of the past event. You're changing your relationship to them. And how do you do that? Well, you project your perspective back in the past and you change the parabolic relationship, right? And then that fixes something going forward because you have better relevance realization or something like that from the past event. And now it's properly connected by the parabolic into your present state and that reduces your anxiety or your trauma or whatever and i think that that works like that deeply works that you're fixing the parabolic connections in the past but in order to do that you need something more fundamental and you know one of the arguments i've made that that I, I, you know i'm i'm sort of deeply wedded to so far is that without a perspective a frame there is no knowledge. It's just information, right? Like the information can't have any import. It can't become knowledge until it's, it's put inside a frame.
0: It's buzzing.
1: Um, well, it's just stuff that's there, yeah. but you can't make a relationship without a frame. And so what that implies to me, and, and John solves this another way, I think, but what it implies to me is that perspective is more basic than the four ways of knowing. So, I'm keeping four because four is good. We like four. We like this weird symmetry between left and right hemisphere. And I like how I can connect this. And Struan's connected something similar, right? With wave and particle, I use continuous and discrete because I think of these things as signals, right? With, with, with a volume and a frequency, right? And, and the, this, this is going to allow me to do a bunch of things, I think. Again, I hope, if I'm lucky, right?
0: Let me ask you a question about the signal stuff. Do you know about stochastic
1: resonance? Yes, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not an expert on any of that. But yeah, I do, I do understand the concept.
0: Yes. So how would that fit in here somehow?
1: Potentially, right. Well, p- part of the whole idea of making things signals in this fashion with our nice, hopefully strict, although I don't know if that's strict enough, definition around volume and frequency is that you can do neat things. Like one of the observations I made you know, a billion years ago was, we have all these psychological conditions that, you know, are are clear end states and are very similar or the same end state, right? Like, uh, like schizophrenia, but they're not arrived at the same way in people, right? Which is a weird thing if you think about it, mm-hmm. right? So if you go back to what I was th- saying about procedural, that means that the brokenness can't be on that side because logically right you're going to get to that end point from the same start point as well as the start point to the end point it's just one path and you can't the only way you can change the path is by changing either the start or the end point but you've got a bunch of endpoints that end in the same place and sure you can hand wave away and say yeah but that's certainly possible under your conception and fair enough like maybe but uh, it's a lot more plausible to believe that there are these patterns that people get stuck in, right? And that it doesn't, you know, the, the corruptions happen at different places. But the locus of how it ends up manifesting in the world is by corrupting the signal. So you can imagine that if you had too high a signal, say on one side of your brain, that you were too focused on propositions and procedures. And what that might do to you is make the world knowable. Not that not that you know the whole thing, but that you could. And once you can know the whole thing, and if you further believe that, well, if I can know the whole thing and I have all these powerful scientific tools, for example, then I can manipulate the world any way I want, right? And so now you're looking at egoism, and you know a real problem around uh, a lack of hum- humility, right? You don't have a higher frame to to sort of. Put yourself in, right, or or subser, you know, subsume into, or surrender Submit. to, or something what like would, that. Submit.
0: Go, go ahead, Manuel. What? what? were you going to say? Oh no, no, it's, it's fine.
2: I'll, I'll go. I ahead. was going to
0: ask, what would be, what would be a higher frame?
1: Well, the the higher frame would be, you know, what we've been calling it on the Discord server uh, is the ineffable right just to avoid <laughs> using the g word um but i thought you know that's close enough to, to enough. the g word right,
2: right. Or potential the, or chaos right like the, the future basically right. like things that that you you don't have any control over right you need to have a relationship with that that you cannot uh, do by force for right? right that's where the submittance comes in right like you, you you d- you don't know what the effect of your actions is going to be and you're going to have to take the leap of faith for are you for
0: familiar with um that distinction between the spirit of geometry and the spirit of finesse
2: yeah yeah so that so, could, so yeah that that would map on onto right. onto the propositional versus the uh um, parabolic there yeah we go okay
0: right. so I, I one of the concerns i had was that or one of the um things that that didn't line up for me was john seems to want to put narrative to me he puts narrative with propositional
1: well he puts it he puts all of that i think above everything and says here's how you create stories you take propositions and you you know and you can do that like i This is sort of part of the frustration. Is well, yeah, you can, and there's nothing wrong with that, and that's fine. Or maybe there's a more efficient model with fewer moving parts or something, right? And that's sort of, you know, where we're at because, you know, we're we're sort of coming at this from the attitude of well, you know, if if you're overboosted on one side of the brain with your with your propositions and your procedures, and you have a knowable world what's the implication of that? And to me, the implication is because the world is knowable, there's no point in participating. Like, what?
0: Well, if I, I, I know everything a, I
1: need to know, why, why waste my time?
0: I have a question. Okay, so when you're talking about procedural, I, what I'm hearing you, the way that I'm hearing you use procedural is that you're using procedural as a, as a series of s- mental steps.
2: Well, just steps, steps. Right? Yeah, it well, doesn't, it doesn't matter whether they're mental or physical, right? Like, right. It, it's but just.
0: It's, okay. So any s- series of steps would be procedural.
1: Well, it's, it's mm-hmm. bigger than that, right? It's logic, rationality, and reason. Those are the three things that I think are sitting in the procedural space. And then you use that with propositions and then you build a world inside a frame side of perspective right and then if that perspective that perspective like I said I think that it's when you have a starting point in something like that you're always going to end at the same place no matter how many times you recreate that world that path is going to be the same because the tools don't change right
0: okay let me ask you let me let me lay out a particular situation or series of things and tell me how those things all sort of would map onto each other. So uh, let me use like scuba diving as an example, because I, I have never been scuba diving, okay? Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of, I like have certain propositional knowledge about scuba diving, right? Like I know that scuba stands for um, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. I know that scuba divers have to, uh watch how long they're in the water and how deep they go and they can't come up too fast because they'll get the bends and that's nitrogen bubbles in the blood and um and i know you know and i've seen jacques Jacques Cousteau. and when i was a kid there was this movie this show on called sea hunt with uh lloyd bridges underneath the water and i know that they use a, you know these fins to um navigate themselves around the water. So I know I have all this propositional knowledge about scuba diving right but I don't have any um I don't really have any like I don't have any participatory knowing because I have never done it okay and I would say I probably would say that I don't have procedural knowledge of it because I can think propositionally about what certain procedures might be, but, I, but I'm but i real and clear on them. I mean, you certainly should never, you certainly should not have me go scuba diving right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that sort of thing, you know? And then, um, so, and, and then in terms of what he calls, um, you know, participatory, knowing about scuba diving i don't have any of that knowledge right okay so would it be that I that okay and then i can't i i cannot take the perspective of someone who has been scuba diving already i have the the only perspective i have is the perspective of someone who's only knowledge of scuba diving is this very rudimentary thing of having seen it you know on television right Right? yeah it's
1: kind of a weak form of of understanding or something
0: right yeah right right very
2: weak but but that would that would be analogous as to like a, a faint memory right like like i don't see a specific distinction between something that's actually happened and you can or something that could happen like I don't I do but, a, if, no I were,
0: but it. if I were to if I were to attempt to learn scuba diving, mm-hmm. I would have to do it not only through propositions, like reading a book about it or reading scuba world magazine or something. I would have to actually imitate someone doing it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah
0: and that would be the pair that would be the parabolic and the parabolic then would lead me to having the participatory knowledge right that makes sense
1: yeah yeah but but i
0: would have a different perspective because then i would have the perspective of a person who knew how to do it
1: right Mm -hmm. but but there's something interesting there mary that i think that everyone's missing right because there are people who are naturals at things right and there are people who don't need to be given propositions to do things and then you see that a lot in the world and you don't really realize it so everybody's got you know unique skills or whatever things they pick up on really easily but there are some people who just are good at everything right especially when they're young right and they just seem to get it and so some people are given zero propositions about scuba diving watch somebody do it right on TV or whatever, and then they go out on a boat, and they seem to be able to pick up all the patterns automatically, which is what you're doing when you're imitating. When you're imitating, you aren't, you, you aren't looking at their propositions, breaking things down into procedures and doing it that way. I'm not saying you can't express things that way, of course you can, that's what language is, but that's not what you're doing when you imitate that's the parabolic you're taking these patterns right. and you're and you're acting them out right as a participation and then it's the fact that you're acting out the pattern correctly that's the parabolic right that tells you okay there's other feedback mechanisms further up the stack like you can miss a step right just to like you can miss a pattern and if you don't get into that pattern things don't happen correctly you can express those as procedures and propositions but i don't think they are i think that's how we talk about them because language right i don't think we we have right. a way around it but that's the thing is that you can learn things without using the other side of your brain at all in that scenario and that happens all the time and right. we, like that's how babies that's learn how the,
0: that's how the animals learn that's
1: how animals learn sure. exactly and and so but you can also imagine a world where you're over boosted with propositional and procedural for whatever reason. Let's just say that people tell you a a crazy story about why this person's successful, right? So you could believe, for example, that the reason why Warren Buffett is so ridiculously successful is because he picks good stocks. And then if you look into the history of Warren Buffett, that's not entirely true. He made almost all his money by buying Geico, (laughs) right? And then because it's a monthly income thing, because it's an insurance company, that's where he made the bulk of his money, right? And, And so it's not really about him picking Home Depot versus whatever and re restructuring the company. I'm not saying he's not doing that. I'm not saying he's not the most brilliant person in the world at it, but I don't care, right? Because in some sense, the, the way that he himself says he made the most of his money was from buying an insurance company, which is an, a monthly dividend thing and has nothing to do with picking stocks. And there may be some management components to it, but if you believe the story, you're like, oh, I can follow the Warren Buffett procedure or template or whatever it is and with these propositions and just plug in the propositions and I'll be successful. And you see that at the bookstore. You go to the bookstore, you can see hundreds of books on how to be successful in business, in relationships, in whatever. And they all have these propositions and these procedures. And there's a handful of bestsellers. There's a bunch of stuff that helps. But most of the books that are most helpful talk about patterns, like the five love languages, that's all about patterns, right? It's not about the process of creating better love or something in your <laughs> relationship. That's not what it's about. And uh, and I and yeah, I'm familiar with the book, for example, but I haven't read it. So that's because I don't. I yeah, I have too many books. So, but it's important to know that, right? Like you can't just dive in with propositions and procedures and be successful in the world. But if you were told you could, you might spend all your time there instead of understanding the underlying patterns and then if you talk to successful people like say you know a bunch of people who are successful at real estate you say tell me your story how'd you get successful in real estate yet no two of them has the same path no two of them but you know what they do have they all have similar patterns and if you can pick up on the patterns and then you can relate them to the ever-changing world you are now an adaptable creature and it's the adaptability that's afforded by the patterns Because the stuff on the other side of the brain is static, right? Propositions are static, right? Procedures are more or less static. You can change them around and you can move them, but they're static things in some sense. Whereas participation, every time I get into a conversation with Manuel, it's a different thing. Even though we're doing the same propositionally, we're doing the same thing, right? We actually follow some procedures when we talk sometimes in certain types of discussions, but every single time the participation is different and new parabolic interactions happen, right? And we've been having, like, we have a lot of, it's, it's an internet thing on Discord, right? So, you know, random people come in and sometimes they, you know, maybe don't understand, but they, they, they fall into certain groups and there's patterns that we're discovering and trying to take advantage of to, to bring them in, right? It's all about bringing people in and, and you know, enabling them to interact with us In a way that's positive to them. So one of the things I'm pretty passionate about now that John sort of got me hooked on, um, it's, it's, it's sort of my drug of choice now, is his meditation series, right, which has turned into his Ecologies of Practices series. He's just giving us all these ecologies that we can adopt or not, right, based on what we want and feel most at home with and need. And, you know, so my big thing is to try to get people to do more of those things, because I think John's right about all of that. Like, this is what we need. We need more of this. And then that, that, that involves looking at their patterns. And We talk about this all the time when people come into the Discord server. What are they looking for? How do we find out what they're looking for? How do we interest them in what we have, because we want more people to participate, for example. So that's all participatory stuff. And we're trying to work through those parabolic fragments. Or patterns or pattern pieces or whatever they are, to get them more involved. And then there's there's a bunch of other mappings that we can do, but ultimately, you can imagine a world where if you were too psyched up, if the signal on one side of your brain was too high, then it's possible that you might lose that sense of participation and not seek it. right, right? Okay. And then what you what, but what happens when that happens is you also lose that sense of pattern. And so, when you have no patterns, you fall into chaos. Looks a little bit like today. And then also, if you don't know how to participate correctly because you don't have the patterns that help you navigate participation, you can imagine that you don't have access to religion anymore because those are the things in religion. It's all symbolic and metaphorical and participatory. The whole thing. It's yeah. not about propositions. It's not about if you do these four things, you're going to heaven. And if you do any of these three things, you're going to hell. That's you know I mean yeah that's the straw man argument for why religion sucks or something but that's not what religion is like that's just like a ridiculous a ridiculous assertion right in some sense
0: okay so um, so I'm kind I kind of intuit that you would agree with this that our entire society is way too propositional procedural that there's a much more natural way of learning and uh, moving through the world and of connecting with the world that we're disconnected from and that probably has a lot to do with the whole meaning crisis thing, right? Yes. Okay, so, um, so here's one of the things that, um, and this is why I love this deep continuity stuff because I think that I've, I think that nature teaches us, but not through propositions know we could turn what nature teaches us into propositions once we know it but that there's there's just things that so like you know like i know all all the things in my yard very very well and i'm talking about when i see a tiny thing come out of the ground i know i know like it's a weed probably going to be a weed But I know what weed it is, and I know how it's going to grow, and I know what its pattern of growth is, and I know when it's going to get ready to go to seed, when it's going to be the easiest pull, whether it, you know, what the structure of its seeds is going to be, whether it's something that I can, you know, cut off and use as as mulch, or whether it's something I need to get out of the yard because it's invasive. I, I know all the, all the green things, you know, I know which weeds the chickens like to eat you know, I know when they're coming up, I know, you know, all the different herbs, I know all of these things, I know, and I didn't learn them by, like, I just learned them by being there, you right. know, you didn't learn of,
1: them by reading a book, or like, going right. through, right, I learned right, it by walking a class.
0: and looking for years at the landscape, you know, and knowing, and so, um, you know, and my, my husband, who doesn't spend as much time, as that sometimes he'll point to something he'll say, is that, you know is that a vegetable or is that a weed or you know what is that thing coming up over there or whatever you know Um, but I but he's the he's exactly that way with stuff with like you know he if he looks at a machine he knows it and he he even is so brilliant mechanically that he can't understand why other people can't see what he can see but because when he looks at uh when he looks at a machine that is running that is operating he sees inside of it he sees all the gears turning he sees the flow of the you know the oil through it uh you know everything he's he sees inside he's like x-ray vision on any mechanical operating thing you know but, um, and, and he'll say, Shh, and then he listens. And by the listening, he can tell what's going on inside of the thing, you know? Right. And, um, so, you know, these kinds of knowing people have, my husband didn't get that by reading books either.
1: Right, you
0: know? right,
1: it's patterns. We're yeah, it's people, definitely patterns.
0: So what we do, you know, this is the thing, because John has talked with other people about education and stuff. But we want to stick the kids in a chair and say, "Here, look at this book. You know, all the live long day, and and here's your knowledge. <laughs> you know, right. and then they're like, they don't know how to do. They don't know how to do anything. You know,
1: right, right. Well, then they can't. They can't. They can't use it and apply it elsewhere. That's the interesting thing. Uh, and yeah. my friend. That, Talked about that years ago, right? He met a guy who was the son of somebody not famous, but you know reasonably well known because he owns a car dealership in, in New England. Uh, See so his signs everywhere, and and the guy like was brilliant at one particular type of, of architectural work in computers, and literally all those skills apply everywhere in computers. And he didn't understand anything else. And I don't like that scares me. I was like, what? How is that even possible? But yeah, there's that whole idea of you know your inability to be flexible about what you know and apply it elsewhere. That's something like that's involved in the parabolic and the perspectival, I think, or we're calling it the perspectival capacity that people have, which has flexibility and and fluidity.
2: Right, that that would be like making an analogy right so so you you could could conceive as as patterns right like okay you have this pattern here right in the, in the story and you have this pattern here in in the textbook but if if you if you don't know that the textbook can be the same as the story in a way you'll you'll never make the connection between the pattern right and then when 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 you when you don't have the the horizontal flexibility, I guess, between those two things, you you can become like an expert, right? You can get into your field, right? You can get really deep, but all that knowledge is useless, right? Like whenever you take a step to the left or the right, there, there's no application of, of all of the patterns that you've learned because you have no way to, to recognize the similarity or, or maybe it's not even recognized, but trust it, right? Like, you, you you don't conceive it as a as as a true uh, relationship
0: well we, one of the conversations i had with john we talked about ai and we talked about this idea that the you know the, the scientists are going to produce these machines that we're all going to have to be subservient to you know and i i talked about it with him in the sense of saying you know This is a little undemocratic, I think, because we didn't sign up to be servants to the machines, right? (laughs) You know, and apparently we don't get a vote on that because the scientists have already decided on it for us. Thank you very much. But um, I think, here's one thing that I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the machines cannot do parabolic
1: knowing. Right. Yeah, yeah, probably at different levels. So one level they can probably do basic pattern recognition is, but that's easy. But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't help you apply those basic patterns to places that it it doesn't know, although they're getting closer on that. But there's so many problems with with how they approach AI, in my opinion, that they're never going to we're not in, in much danger. Believe me, they're they're going down weird paths with that. Because they're 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 taking the pattern that works and they're replicating it and thinking linearly about the problem. Like, well, if we just keep adding more, then it'll be able to see more of the world. And it's like, no, you need different ways of seeing the world. So, you know, what one way to understand why AI is on the wrong path is to say, if there's four types of knowing, how does the AI doing each type of knowing? And the answer is no, they only have one. Some of them have two. Maybe Watson or something has three types of knowing, right? Or ways of relating to the world or something, which is roughly knowing, maybe. So, but but yeah, they're so down that rabbit hole of, no, no, we just need more. It's like, no, 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 you need different, right? And then you need a way to cohere the differences together and put them together. That would be the parabolic, right? Is those patterns that take the, to take things and allow them to be tested together and then allow decision points, but giving you a clear path. So, like, you get into the tunnel and then that whole section through the tunnel, you don't have to worry about. When you come out of the tunnel, you get a choice. You can get off the highway this way, you get off the highway that way, you can keep going, right? Like, that's a parabolic structure to some sense, right? So, the way it collapses combinatorial explosion is by giving you a time frame or an object frame, you know, where you don't have to worry about certain things because they're gonna play out. So for example, you don't have to worry about whether or not your mother loves you because that's always gonna be true, <laughs> right? So, right, and then and then, uh, w- the only time it's not true at, at, at some sense is when you can't hear it anymore, right? But it's still true, right? But when she passes away, yeah, maybe maybe she doesn't love you anymore actively, but you still feel that love you know, going forward right? But you don't have to worry about that connection. That connection is there. And it's something that you can understand other things by. Like we talk about this, like when you look in the animal world, right? We have the whole mama bear thing, right? A while back. And right, you have all this tiger mom, right? For the, yeah. right, all, all these patterns. It's like, well, that's weird. And it, it's like, look, why would a human relationship be like an animal relationship or look like an animal? Or why would you be able to draw that parallel? Like, what is that? Right. why do parables about animals work in human contexts like, what is that well that's the parabolic right that's the parabolic right,
2: right. and I, I think the thing about the AI like my, my, my bad idea where I'm dealing with is like if if you turn the parabolic upon itself right so if you do pattern recognition on the patterns then that would be wisdom in in my perspective mm-hmm. right and and when 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 you get a sense of okay so if patterns happen this way and then, then you you can do the the, the meta stuff, which everybody likes nowadays, we all go meta, then, then you you can start making relationships in your life that are so wide that, that they basically encompass the, the whole, whole of being. Um, and, and, and that's, I'm, I'm going to connect that to, to the idea of a worldview where, where, where you have, you have a structure, which is, is so adaptive, right? Like it's so applicable that you can use it for every, every situation, right? Like in, in a sense, you're universally adaptive and that, that's what like inherently human, right? Like we we, we can adapt to each situation and, and yes, yeah, so, so, so so that, that would be kind of my my argument against against a i and and then the world shooting thing right that that is that is a thing i think a lot of people are are missing right and and that that would uh result in like an existential angst where you're where you're you're because because you're not you're not adaptive to enough situations right you're you're always anxious uh for for what's coming at you right so so you you're you're in, in, a, in a permanent state of fear, and I think religion has always been a resolution to that, right? Because if you have if you have the universal frame of God, right, and then everything follows out of God, right. So so you can always like God is present in each situation, right. So you can always reference back to God, and I think uh, Van der Klee makes this argument where that God is uh, the, the solution to the. Yeah, I forgot frame what of frames.
0: <laughs> I think he says a frame of frames.
2: Yeah, right, right, exactly. Right so 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 yeah that that's resolving also the combinatorially explosive way of being in the world, right? If if you have you have the frame of frames, you can always reference back and say, "Oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing." And a lot of people right. don't don't have that ability anymore. So that okay. we need to give people ways of connecting t- back to that way of being
1: right yeah i think
0: that's one of the things that i think um i really like that john is is you know bringing forth is that we are talking about a way of being we're not just talking about a set of propositions but here's the thing is like that's true that's supposed to be true of christianity too so christianity is supposed to be a way of being right and what it you know, Paul Vanderclay talks about this, it's turned into a set of propositions. It's become so propositional that that we've lost, t- we've lost touch with the way of being. And, um, you know, our, whatever our way of being in the world is going to be, we have to get, I think, reconnected to the natural order. And we have to stop disconnecting people by insisting that the propositional and the procedural is like all that matters
1: right yes know,
0: which is what we tend to do with them and um and and i just think contact with the natural world is really just super important i mean just having the time to sit in nature to, to observe animals to observe plants this kind of thing is um is really you know I mean, that's why i don't do john's meditation because i can go outside and watch my chickens <laughs> right. so that's why that give be my meditation you know and i'll sit and watch my chickens and i'll say is there any relevance realization going on out here in this chicken coop
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so one issue that we've identified is that i think a lot of people have lost the ability to do that or, or at least lost the ability to swap into that perspective easily right so you can you can put people in front of chickens and and they'll run back into the house to get their smartphone to get impulses into their brains right so so what what we need to do or what i think we need to do is we need we need to afford those people uh easy way back back into relating in a specific way and i think that 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 will be done through making games where, where they they start experiencing uh the world in a different way but but not not so much that oh you go sit in front of the chicken panel it's like that that they'll naturally go there and want to participate in, in a way uh, where, where they they start experiencing those things that people have been experiencing forever right? what and, kind and, of games? uh well, well the the games would be uh based on on our model of the ways of knowing right we would like identify okay so this is a big group of people who kind of need to relate more to the world in 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 a participatory way and if if we can get some symbolic connections going right and if, if we can get the understanding of what it is like to make symbolic connections right like maybe they they pick that up and can apply it in in all other places in their lives right and then when you put these things together then you can start generating a game in which which those things are afforded to people is this
0: like a video game
2: uh, well whatever is easiest to make and like we're just well we're hoping to pump out like lots of them if, if that's possible but <laughs> we yeah. gotta start small obviously
1: and any kind of game right are they card games like magic the gathering style are they Are they cell phone games you can play on your cell phone are they tabletop games uh who cares right we want them all to the extent that we're able to to build them and you know we're hoping that our model allows us to do that and connect things a little bit more easily so that you know we make those connections but i i find it interesting mary that you that you've got this same you recognize the same thing that sort of that that we've been recognizing right which is this overboost on these two signals, right? This overemphasis on propositional and procedural, it's built into our education system. And what do they do? They take recess away. It's like, that's like, no, more recess, less, less, fewer lessons, more recesses, right? And 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 that because that's participation, and that's what we need more how to participate in the world, and do things that allow them to be. Uh, uh, encountering the patterns that help them to relate to the world. And then you can imagine, as Manuel was saying about the higher frame of God, for example, or the ineffable, um, you know, you can keep going back there. Well, that's great, but you know, A, how do you get back there? Ah, well, there's a whole bunch of stories, right, parables, right, and narratives around situations where you can make a connection back to God, or the ineffable, and what that affords you like why would you want to right and 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 also what your options are when you do that so maybe you can't connect to nature because nature's all over the place and nature is chaos to peterson's point right and then nature's sort of like ah it moves all the time and so it's very hard to nail down nature with with propositions and procedures so you know if you live in a city it's not because we've just taken all the nature out right so it's ha we know what to expect right but You kind of need that navigational skill in this continuously changing world, right? And so, you know, how do you get that, right? That's, those are the skills that you need. Well, that's more what a religion gives you. What rituals help you to understand is the relationships between things. That's parabolic in our conception. That's what it is, right? That's how you make those connections. Then you can apply those connections across multiple frames or perspectives or however you want to conceive of them. And that's what gives you a sense of trust in those things so that you can do more with them, right? Because you can see that this pattern repeats and it's it's, it's not the same because kind of the actors are different or the propositions are different or the procedures are slightly different, but really the pattern is still invariant. It doesn't change at all. And that is more what, what we think we need more of. And that's the sort of stuff we're trying to, to get in the games how do we get people involved with changing their perspectives how do we get people involved with understanding that there are perspectives that aren't theirs but are close enough that you can talk about things together right how do we get people involved with understanding symbols and how to interact with symbols right this is more what uh jonathan pageau is doing right which i find utterly fascinating i mean right. just, it's so amazing and that's probably where we need our help the most right because like i can when when Jonathan Pajot goes through one of his symbol videos, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, all of that makes sense. And then you know I can't do that. <laughs> it all makes sense in hindsight to me, right? But I can't break things down that way. I don't I don't have whatever magic it takes to do that. But, but part of that is is you know your ability to express the parabolic to connect the parabolic back to the to the propositional and to the wider frames, right? Because a lot of what what he does is he talks about the different frames. In which things happen right then he says but don't 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 go don't get let it loop forever right
0: right right okay well um i think this has been i think this is good you know i think this is a good good conversation so i kind of i understand a lot better where you guys are coming from i see that i see that i'm not probably gonna win you over on the prepositional <laughs> uh, still
1: thinking about it it's new
0: yeah so um you might think about that whole business about how you're much you're relating it to navigation right and um i really like i really like taking it through the chain of being and once we get to a certain level all you've got is movement in one direction or another movement to something away from something um up on something or off of something and whatever so i i think it might connect but i'm gonna probably have to make an argument about that with john (laughs) anyway um but i think this is good i really i really understand i'm glad that you guys liked it and um and that it's that it's useful so i guess i'll just wish you the best on your on your project that you're putting together. So this is like a paper that you're working on, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I wrote up a draft. And uh, I, of course, I, I, I didn't even go to college. Like, What do I know? I read, read a lot of white papers and stuff, but like, I don't know how to do this. Um, I've been blessed. My family, everybody in my family knows how to write. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, but yeah, we, we, we need to rewrite it. Manuel's got a bunch of editions that need to go in there now. And, and yeah, we're, we're, the paper framing is wrong. And so we're we're fixing that.
2: We we have this other issue that we come up with ideas faster than we're adding stuff to the paper.
1: Yeah, we could write four more papers just off the stuff we have in our notes because we have lots of notes and lots of connected ideas. Like, this is the ways of knowing are really central, but we've actually gone way past that to some extent using the model already that we have and we're connecting things together to sort of understand more some of the larger issues and um yeah those would be interesting to talk about too at some point but i like we could go on for hours it takes me two hours to explain my model of four types of knowing plus perspectival at the bottom to new people who aren't familiar with john's material and then when i when i talk to people who are familiar with john's material it takes four hours because they don't like it and you know we, we're, we're constantly coming to well what's wrong with it like what you know here's what i see is wrong you know that that it doesn't work from our perspective in John's model you know what what do you see that's not working from your perspective in our model right and so yeah it's kind of funny that people more familiar with the vocabulary are like having a harder time
0: Well um now when you say you have a lot of ideas and you have a lot of notes so have you look have have you done research in other some some of the people that john references or different people in the field are you bringing in
2: well we're, we're kind of cheating right we're, we're looking at videos and we're looking at descriptions and we're like okay what are they really trying to say right so we're doing the pattern recognition and and then we're we're like okay so if we're if we're putting that on the societal scale, and then like what are the dynamics that come out so so that 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 is our process more so than uh, diving into literature because in a sense i don't think that's helpful right like everybody's doing that
0: anyway (laughs) so we'll have to put a we'll have to put a disclaimer on the front of this video to tell college students do not watch this video
2: (laughs) yes exactly yeah 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 come to the discord and uh (laughs) get evangelized
1: right. a, a lot of discussions right and and it's really helpful you know a lot of people are like i feel like i'm asking stupid questions right and you know like oh mark you know you've watched all 50 hours of john's awakening from the meaning crisis and you've done you know 102 meditation sessions with him and you know he has some of these concepts in there right like his new ecology is savoring where you go outside and you savor and it's, it's very useful to be reminded to do that um, but, but you know, I, I'm trying to describe this thing to them and they're like, I feel bad because I'm asking stupid questions. And I'm like, no, I'm getting so much out of this because now I have to figure out how to tell you what about it, right? And so that just helps me understand it all the better. And from those discussions come these little one-line notes and then they turn into whole sections in our little notepad, right? You know, like, like just the other day, I realized we don't have a section on perspectival capacity. We've been talking about it for months and we haven't actually written out what it is and all the things we think are there. It's like, oh, that was a stupid thing to do, right? So we've corrected that, we now have a section for that. And then, yeah, there's all kinds of new concepts. We've got this historical ground grounding concept and we've got the realm of transformative coupling. We've got all these, I'll throw these little teasers out, right? Things we could talk about that would take just as long, if not longer, just, you know, to talk about with types of knowing and why we think this is involved in the meaning crisis, et cetera. But, you know, ultimately, like, without John's language, none of this could have happened. Like, 0% of this. Before he came along, and I mean, I'm a big Peterson fan. I watched almost every public thing Peterson did for, 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 you know, until recently, right? Until there wasn't any more. But, you know, he's a pragmatist and i'm a pragmatist i like that but he's he didn't put together a vocabulary he didn't put together a science of meaning which is what i classify john's work as a science of meaning to allow us all to communicate in a way that we can be generative and it's the generative communication that i want to emphasize That's the generative communication from john's work is key to all of this like we would be the nothing scrubs we were before you know it's struggling going like I know there's something here but I don't know how to talk about it and even if I did I can't talk about it with anybody else because we just didn't have the vocabulary and so really this is all because of John's great work and all the time and effort and all the wonderful you know like the lectures are wonderful his Q&A's are wonderful he answers questions so wonderfully and um, otherwise themselves. we couldn't do any of this
2: Yeah, and then the self-selection of the people who are interested in his his thing, right? Like there's a a lot of wonderful minds hanging around on that Discord. And And, his availability
1: too, right? He's still available.
2: like yeah. i talked i you know we did
1: it today right you, you were there right yeah.
0: was wonderful. he answered yeah. another
1: question for me that really helped me understand where where his model's being informed from right and and what we need to do to adjust ours to make sure we're informing the same sorts of things but we couldn't have done it without all of that like there's no way we could have gotten together and the discord's such a wonderful place because people come in and they they ask questions and that sometimes they get involved and that's wonderful right the more people we have the the more involvement we can you know we can get and the more people we can help there's, there's some people that come in that are in pretty bad shape and we try to talk them through things they might do and stuff they might engage with and people have said that's been helpful for them and you know this is all because of john's work ultimately right yeah you guys
0: are definitely coming at it from a different perspective because you're actually you're you're more engaged in it in the practical standpoint of trying to help people to discover um, you know, I haven't had a meaning crisis, but I understand, you know, John's description of it and he, listening to people talk about it I understand why it, why it exists and all that. But, um, but you're more involved in the hands on, you know, really assisting people. And I think that's, I think that's, yeah, I'm,
2: the, I'm a casualty of the meaning crisis. You're a <laughs>
0: I think uh, I think uh I think Portland and Seattle and Chicago or Milwaukee or whatever or Minap- Minneapolis are all casualties of the meeting crisis right. yeah let,
2: let's yeah. let's get them to play games instead, and uh, maybe they'll right. end up doing dialogues with us.
0: Instead. I don't know see yeah. um that's a, that's that see my idea would be let's get them all to plant gardens and keep animals and feed animals and then feed people, and if people would be fed better that it would solve a lot of our problems because i think a lot of the mental problems that people have has to do with them eating badly so
1: yeah that's there's a lot of evidence for that yeah yeah, yeah that's definitely true yeah glute, well, unknown gluten allergies and all sorts of weird things right yeah, yeah.
0: so um i think we should wrap it up because i'm getting tired anyway <laughs> <But> <laughs> i think we should wrap it up but you know what um at the end of the discord conversation with john somebody started talking about divine feminine was that one of you guys or somebody else no, that was
2: tyler but uh i love to talk about the divine feminine i i think michelle yes. has told you that probably but yeah
1: so yeah, we need we need help with that mary so at we, some point we, we would to love have to have you tell us <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should get
0: together and do something on that but I have um, some videos on my channel about masculinity and femininity
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've, I've got more work I need to do more work on that but um, but yeah I think that'd be a great topic for conversation I, lo- I would love to get into that with you guys and um, maybe we could do that next time we talk together so yep is-
2: I, I, I just want to say you had this awesome arguments Uh I was it against for fake or Fender Clay? No, it was against Fender Clay. Yeah, about uh what was it? the catholic way of 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 having relations and all that stuff, right? That, that, that oh, you blew mean our what I was talking
0: about Oh, it, I wasn't really arguing with him, but it was um was talking about that was what we were talking about masculine sexual energy is being Yes,
2: yes. Yeah, that was awesome.
0: civilization and um seven very i'm an unusual woman in that i really just like men a lot (laughs) why thank you actually i'm just a (laughs) normal woman (laughs) so um so anyway that yeah that was the conversation that i had with him so maybe you guys like that conversation and we could bounce off of some of those ideas and yes
1: yes yeah Yeah, that was a great great conversation
0: yeah okay okay good well i'm gonna wish you all a good night if um and i'm going to stop the recording okay
1: thank you mary appreciate your time
0: oh thank you so much